welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. This week, we're still in the Predator franchise as we're doing Predators, not Predator 3 or Third of Predator. Nope, Predators, because they want the ass to sound cool. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Maricelli. You know, one thing we never did when we introduced this lovely podcast of ours, talk about how we are doing Predators because of Keith, as this is his decision, and also hello. Yeah, the man that made this decision, who, as I would call him, the uh, Edwin of the group, Keith Swetland. Hey, guys. So um, I didn't realize I was picking literally what movie we'd do first when we chose this movie. I was just spitballing out there, and it landed. So uh, here we are at Predators back in the early, uh, the early, late 2000s, early 2010s era of really, really badass sequel titles where they just take away numbers, and add uh, the letters and numbers instead of. They take away, they add, <laughs> they, yeah, they take away the and just make it that or they add the or add an S. Yeah, uh, it, was, and you're, it was a simpler time. And you're right, Keith, that it, it's a 2010 movie as it came out on January 9th. So basically uh 4th of July weekend. Uh, three deep. And uh, I have to say, this is more the, I think, more character bound for each for the series. As the first movie, we just had the military guys. This one and sequel on Predator 2, it's just Danny Glover. And then this one's like, hey, we have eight people. Have fun. <laughs> uh, the, direct, the movie's directed by, <laughs> I'm just going to say it, Nimrod. <laughs> Green Dead. Nimrod and Tell. And yep. Tall? And Tall. And Tall. And Tall. Uh, he directed the 2007 Vacancy. Well, the uh, Liv Tyler movie. No, no, no. Uh, Kate ba- uh, Beckinsale and uh, uh, Luke Wilson. And 2009's Armored. Anybody see the, wow. any of those? No. Wow. Can't say that I have. How did this guy no. get a re? Like, I mean, because this was essentially an attempt at rebooting this franchise. Yeah, no. boy, they really just... Uh, Handed him the reins to the kingdom there, and he just didn't do much with it. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Brody. I'm Batman. <laughs> per- portraying the Christian Bale of Batmans. Was this before uh, or after Batman Begins? This one had to be after. Batman Begins came out in 05. Yeah, so this okay. is way after. So yeah, he's uh just riding on Kristen Bale's coattails here <laughs> for being a a net, a net negative on a major franchise. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, Topher Grace, can we stop giving this man like serious roles? He cannot pull it off. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, or as I call him, Larry. I did not realize he was in this movie, and I was very happy when he popped up. Uh, don't Wonderful. worry, he, he only filmed for two days. That um, he just came across. 
He stole that scene. So scenes though, he stole it. <laughs> uh, and uh, Danny Trejo, who got the role because they made the movie saying, "Hey, we have a guy that's going to look like Danny Trejo." So he calls the director and's like, "I've heard that you want a Danny Trejo, so Do you want I'm Danny your, Trejo? I'm your Danny Trejo." <laughs> That's how he gets sixty eight percent of his roles. Yeah, we need someone who looks like Danny Trejo. <laughs> See if Danny Trejo is available. <laughs> you know he would. Uh, also starring Alice Braga. Uh, you might know her from um, I Am Legend. Oh, oh it, she did look familiar. Is that Isabel? Yes, yes. Isabel. Also, uh, Walter Goggins, uh, you might know him from the most recent uh, Ant-Man the Wasp. He was, he was uh, and, uh, as I remember him from Major League Three, Back to the Minors. What? He's in all Major the Danny McBride Justified, that's what he was yeah. big in. Oh, in The Shield. He's a big TV guy. Yeah, yeah he has Goggins his, is very, very good. He has his own, like, new CBS show about called like the unicorn or something about him trying to find true love and blue blah blah wait okay oh oh it's literally oh that's that weird cbs show okay yeah Yeah. the unicorn okay yeah that's him uh so we had a full cast of Whoa, whoa, whoa don't blow past blade being in this movie oh did I forget? Uh, Maharshala? Is that how you say it? Future Blade. Uh, Keith, you know how to say it. Mahershala. Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Ali. Yeah. Oscar winner, Mahershala Ali. I mean, not at this point, he wasn't. No. Yeah. yeah future, uh, future Oscar winner and Future Blade. Hey, I've got a quick, uh, quick, a quick fact for you guys here. Okay. The second thing that comes up when you Google Walt uh, Goggins is Goggins' teeth. That's the second option after you type in Goggins' name on Google is his teeth. I Brutal. guess he, he has very weird teeth. He really he's does. A we- he's a weird-looking dude in general. Yeah, he's very ugly. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, damn. In in Major League 3, I think he was supposed to betray a like 21-year-old type guy. <laughs> and he really looked like 35. Like the uh yeah you you look not the right age i don't think he's ever probably looks like he was 21 no when he was 21 he didn't look 21 <laughs> not not even his teeth uh so the this movie's budget anybody do you guys know or do you want to take uh there's a lot of cg elements which at this time would have boosted it up pretty high i'm gonna say in the 50 60 million dollar range 69 million dollars god damn it keith are you gonna do that every uh movie i'll, I'll ask you no, every <laughs> budget every every movie i don't see anything funny about the number i chose <laughs> <laughs> uh no uh so the first one got 15 second one got 35 and this one got 40 million <laughs> this Damn. one got 69 million dollars <laughs> i mean they probably did save some money with the fact that this cast at the time in 2010 wasn't what they are now well in 2010 Topher did um that 70s show is that 70s show still on in 2010 i believe so but adrian brody was a big name he already won his oscar then 
No, that 70s show ended in 06. Yeah, it did. How this man got this job coming off of playing Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3 in 2007. Like, who saw what that was and went, we need him in our movie? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I really don't. So let's uh, we shall break down the plot. Rick, you got the plot for us? Yes, sir. So uh, as a bit of a change, the Predators didn't come to Earth. People from Earth came to the Predators, quotation marks, as uh, we open the movie as they're just dropping in. Uh, these eight, uh, no, excuse me, nine, uh, or eight, excuse me, I'm confusing Lawrence Fishburne eventually. Uh, drop into this as they soon find out alien world as they begin to discover they are on a gigantic game preserve and they are the prey. Um, They then try to find out what's going on. They try to seek out who's hunting them. Uh, As is well known for predator movies, people start to die as Adrian Brody tries to lead everyone off the planet in this weird, doesn't give a fuck about anyone, Adrian Brody character way. Um, we find out about some blood uh, feud going on between what we know as the original Predators and these weird-looking new Predators. Or as they call them, the little and big Predators. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... It's a little bit like the first one where it's kind of a basic plot. They're just trying to get off world and beat the new predators. And that's essentially what the plot is. It's not like a really deep plot. I mean, it is again, a predator movie. And on that game preserve note, you brought up, it's very, very silly how uh, Adrian Brody's Royce character keeps on figuring it out bit by bit. How, they're on probably a game preserve and they're probably being hunted. He's the only one that kind of pieces that together and he figures it out at the silliest parts of the movie. They're he's like, the Ray the Skywalker of this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He also super sounded like he's totally hunted people. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before, which was really weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he works on like the Jeff Bezos game farm where they like chase people <laughs> down. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to yeah. come out and say it as we start out from I've been saying how I expected Adrian Brody to carry this movie and save this movie. Adrian Brody was a net negative on this movie. He was not good in this role. He did not perform up to snuff as the tough guy. He just didn't pull it off. Everyone else was having more fun than him. That was the vibe I kept on getting in the movie is that like, he just wasn't enjoying himself like in the process of being in a predator movie, which Seems like the dream of every like performer in Hollywood is to be in a Predator movie. That'd be freaking awesome. And they, they got to do it. And Adrian Brody just like had just like shit like smeared underneath his nose for the whole movie. Even as much as I didn't really like Topher Grace in this movie, like he still like did his best in his role. Like he tried. He just isn't that good yeah. in these type of roles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he enjoyed himself though. <laughs> but like Adrian, like he just seemed at times like he was trying too hard with the tough guy act. It just felt so forced the, until the end. He was actually good in the actual like climactic fight scene. Like he was actually good at that and looked I, pretty good. I'll say 
Oh yeah. I looked I looked it up, and I guess like the directors and and writers wanted to have a smaller figure hero for this movie, but like muscular wise, or yeah, just like, like not known built, for being built. Like muscular, Which, they they don't they didn't want to do like another Arnold or like Vin Diesel for this movie. They just wanted like let's do someone tiny who is a Ray Skywalker. See, it was <laughs> like it wasn't even like his size that pulled. Like he just tried like the voice he was using and just like the way he carried his character felt very like someone playing a tough guy instead of an actual tough guy. Because like you look at Keanu Reeves like in the John Wick movies and like. He carries himself as an actual badass. Like he doesn't feel forced as a badass. Adrian Brody, yeah, Reeves would have rocked in this movie. Adrian Brody just didn't feel like a <laughs> badass. Like he just didn't. I I one hundred percent agree. I don't. I will say though, the way this movie opens with them just like Adrian Brody free fall, I thought was very cool. The badass the opening was, scene. The, the CG elements you hit, like this movie does not hold up when they use their full-on CG. It looks no. bad with the CG. <laughs> but so, like, that opening scene was awesome. I agree. I when you, The opening scene and so a, a spaceship falling, coming to space or coming to Earth or flying through L.A., we just get – we see Adrian Brody like, oh, shit <laughs> – I kind of like the element that they've kind of, I mean, Robert Rodriguez was a producer on this movie. There's a lot of very Robert Rodriguez influences I saw throughout this movie. And also not enough. (laughs) Yeah, true. He clearly (laughs) loves Predator and it really felt like they were trying to be Predator in this movie. Like there was just that influence of let's just jump right into it. They even used lines in the movie throughout it from the original Predator movie. Yeah, that's one thing I appreciated about this. That's one thing I appreciated about this movie is they they really like you can tell they really liked Predator One. There's a lot of Predator One in this movie. I mean, not just the lines, but like the setting and the vague mood, kind of like the only way. It's in a jungle. Yeah, it's it's in a jungle. They probably filmed it in like the same spot. It kind of looks like it. I think it was in Hawaii. I think they filmed it in Hawaii. Yes. Yeah, they uh and then yeah, it's the only and the only way you figure out that they're on a different planet at some point is you like look up in the sky and there's the weird wacky moons. I like, know a really epic scene that I got pulled out of because of how CG it looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks silly, and then uh, I'll probably try to reference it a little bit later on in the episode. But in the Roger Ebert review, they point out that a, a weird little like sci-fi trope nerd thing that. You can't like be on a planet that's smaller than the moons around it. <laughs> it's like huh. the, the like the physics don't quite work out that well there with like the weird like no the weird like tides and volcanic it, shit. Yeah. yeah, so it like doesn't quite work. But that's that's nerdy shit. It, that's it looks nerdy. Cool. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was also felt really forced because like they'd already done a good job of establishing like oh we're not on the right planet like because they had really uh-huh. like. When they did the small elements, it felt really cool. Like when uh, Isabella and Royce were just talking and I forget what she added to it. Like as clearly they're not on the right planet. She, put, Royce, like a, she put a leaf in the water uh, and then it spin <laughs> constantly. Spinning, right. yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, 
that was a cool bear girls move, but I liked it when she had that line of like, I've been on every single jungle. This isn't like any jungle I've been in before. <laughs> no, no, then, I thought that was pretty great. After like the spinning thing, Adrian Brody's just like, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's noticed the sun hasn't moved the entire time I was here. I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit. That's, that's actually yeah. a pretty cool way of telling what's going on. And like, they do such a good job of establishing how cool a character Royce could and should be. And Adrian Brody just doesn't pull it off. Mm-mm. Yeah. Very, very unlikable. You know, what's funny is uh, I'm trying to see if I can find it, but I'll um, just to ver- cl- uh, verify, but all the stars in the movie, they're like, we don't know any of their names um, besides like three of them. Royce at the very end, Isabella at the very end and Edwin during one of the scenes. Everybody else, we don't know their names. Their names are just put on a on IMDb to be like, here, yep, there you go. They have names. We yeah. might have gotten the Russian's name at one point when he was talking to Edwin, but I, I can't for sure 100% one way or the other say if he did or not. Yeah. In my notes, uh, oh, I have. Oh, we got, we did, we get, uh, we got Nikolai. Yeah, we did get him. Nikolai, that's right. Yeah. In in my notes for names, all I have is mercenary, IDF lady, cartel dude, yakuza, yep. Chechnya war guy, Russian, yep. Sierra Leone warrior, the doctor, and the prisoner. <laughs> that's yeah. all I got. And that's and I think that's how they wanted us to break down the the when you watch the movie. That's how they want instead of giving everybody a name they're like we're give them a profession a role you know a identity via the fact of not names but what they've done i was really disappointed how we didn't get more one from danny trejo's character because he's the first to die super early um though a very cool scene with his dead body like that was such a cool predator type scene. very good scene yeah um we didn't really I, I, ever learn that much about Hanzo and how he was a cool Yakuza guy. Like we learned at one point that he lost fingers because he talked too much. That was the, <laughs> the deepest we went into his character. Yeah. And like a samurai sword scene that was okay. It felt so out of place. Like it I thought it was a like rad a rad scene. Fight, but like it was so weird. And it, it was a callback. You know, as we as Keith, I think you said earlier, there's a lot of callbacks in this movie. And this is one of them, but they just updated it with in the first one, Billy cuts his chest waiting for him to show up on the on the log. And this one, the what was his name? Hanzo. He just waits in the forest and waits for the predator to show up. And then uh, Ali's character, which apparently was named Mombasa. Mombasa. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We All we ever learned was that he was, I think, a Nigerian death squad. Um, I'm Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone, Death Sierra Squad. Leone, yeah. And yeah, uh, all of these characters, I think we'll uh, we'll probably touch on it, but every single one of these characters is an absolute monster and a murderer. Well, let's let's, let's touch upon them now, because uh, <laughs> yeah, like we have Adrian. I'm looking on the IMDb and what they oh not IMDb Wikipedia, and Adrian Brody was a former U.S. Special Ops uh, turned mercenary. That was yeah. like literally like we, they kept making it seem like we were going to learn more about Adrian Brody's character, but that was, that was all we ever got really. Like I was yeah. like something, anything for why he's I think a douchebag. It was 2010. I think 
it was the start of the Obama years. I think they were slowly trying to hint to us that he was some kind of like Blackwater asshole from the Iraq war. That was the vibe I was getting. At least for myself, that's how I imagined him. Maybe. Well, they found they found the body that was supposed to go to Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. So uh, then you have Isabella, who's a sniper from the uh, Israel Def- Defense Forces. Then you have Topher Grace, who's the doctor. Or, yeah. or yeah, plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> The murderer. Uh, serial killer, killer who chooses the most random moment to suddenly go into a serial killer vibes. Yeah, really the, dumb twist. You had the <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Walter Giggins, the stand, uh, uh, the death row inmates. Fucking, why did someone not just off this dude? He's talking about how once he gets back home, it's like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to do tons of cocaine and then just go rape a bunch of chicks. I'm like, why is no one just shooting this guy in the face? Well, why do they have all shoot say, each other? They're all pretty equally evil in my eyes. <laughs> I have to well, say, they're I all kinda, survivors. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, the conversation between the awkwardness of Edwin trying to portray the goody goody and the uh, Walter Walter Stan uh, be like, "Yep, when I get back, I'm doing so much cocaine." And rape a lot of women. And then when I wake up from a nice sleep, like, guess I'm going to go rape some more women. And <laughs> Topher Grayson's like, yeah, like, it'll be like rape o'clock for you, huh? And then later a- on, Walter Goggins <laughs> is talking about the tattoo he has on his chest. How that chick has, like, howitzers for tits. And he's like, yeah, it's my sister. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I, I wrote down a pretty spicy character. take while I was watching it. Because I had, uh, I think I was a couple of glasses of wine in at that point, and uh, I, I wrote down that the prisoner is the most innocent of the group <laughs> because they're all. all I, I guarantee that he has the smallest body count out of all of them. I mean, but there are worse things than just body counts, Keith. I mean, I literally the- <laughs> plan to come home and just rape people endlessly, uh, Keith. He, yeah, uh, according to Wikipedia, he's responsible responsible for thirty eight murders. Okay. Well, the is it, the Israeli sniper lady is probably not much greater. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're such a chauvinist idiot. Hey. Uh, well, then we had um, Hanzo the Yakuza, Mombosa the Death Squad soldier from Sierra Leone, Danny Trejo, a part of the uh, a drug cartel. And that uh, and then Nikolai the Russian command Russian commando. I like the callback with Nikolai too that he had the uh, minigun. Like that's another first predator callback. I thought that was cool. All right, there were some uh, good scenes with that minigun. How he didn't kill Brody and uh <laughs> whoever the first person Brody ran into. I can't remember who the first one was. Um Brody Brody ran into Danny Trejo first. Trejo, and he just like that dude was awful with that minigun. Like he was like point blank against the two of them, and he missed them both. Had he had a stormtrooper way of uh, a oh yeah, like just (laughs) can't like you have a weapon to use, but now I'm good. Yeah, there's one dog running in a straight line at them, and they shoot about 400 rounds at it. (laughs) Dude, oh. 
the whole idea behind the dogs, very cool, very in-depth thing. It helped Brody realize that they are being hunted by being like, oh, they released the dogs on us. Man, that CG looked fucking awful. It did. I just kept calling them like warthogs because of the uh, <laughs> um, the spikes and stuff they had on their... Uh, also, what was, like, the random scene with, like, Isabella where she was facing one down but then was going to shoot herself before it could get to her? Oh, that was like, cool. <laughs> it just felt I, weird, though. Like, why was she so ready to, like, off herself instead of trying to stay in the line? Because rather, she thought it was imminent that she was going to die. I so guess. she was I, – I thought that was cool, the fact that um, she would have offed herself instead of getting murdered by her. An alien creature. Yeah, it helps their badass cred. Um, after that, though, we finally got, like, this was the beginning where we actually had a badass cast of characters who didn't just run into these random shitty situations and totally break down into, like, sniveling childs. Like, Brody's <laughs> like, we're going to go fucking follow the dogs. We'll figure shit out. We actually got to see a predator camp, which was really cool. That was very cool. I like yeah. the, the the weird alien rock sculptures that we saw around there that just like helped increase their uh, knowledge that they're not, in fact, on Earth. And when yep. they met the Yakuza dude, he was like taking his shoes off and staring at it, kind of losing his mind. I thought that was kind of a cool introduction. I thought that he took his shoes off because he was trying to be more sneaky. I think so. That felt very weird in general. Like, I, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm like, oh, he took his shoes off to sneak up on him. And then all of a sudden, like, the next scene, he's like, sup, guys, go this way. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, what also, about that shoe thing? <laughs> there was also, yeah. like, there were so many random bits in this movie that they never, like, played back to. Like, <laughs> even early on, Adrian Brody is, like, pointing out the fact that, like, how badass everyone is and how like top of the line murderous they are. And then he goes toe for grace and he's just like, he sticks out. Mm. <laughs> There's like, a deleted scene I watched where Adrian Brody kind of like does the easy, like for dummies, one plus one equals two thing where he's like, wait a minute, we're all like super specialized, badass killers, except for this doctor guy. Like they didn't make a mistake. Why'd they pick him? <laughs> so they, There's a scene where he's got a knife to his throat and he asked him, why'd they pick him? And then Topher Grace comes up with some bullshit story about how he accidentally killed someone on an operating table. <laughs> it just felt, um, as Joe will understand from like a wrestling podcast we used to do here on this, well, that I used to do that he still does on this lovely network that we call No Cell Entertainment. Um, it was very much the red flashing light. Like they just were really beating you in the face that there's something more to the Topher Grace character. <laughs> Because they kept doing that. Yeah, you're right. They kept going, well, he's a mistake to be here. Why? Because, like, Keith, they do, like, they do that. They do a smaller way of doing that motion of, like, yeah, he doesn't belong here. So, yeah, what they do is they make him bait the whole movie. Yeah, there's a big theme in this movie of them, like, wanting to leave people behind to die as bait and, like, use people as objects that's <laughs> like a big recurring thing in this movie the uh the scene of when uh Topher grace is running through the forest and uh like the weird alien is following him that was 
the like one of the ideas for for the predator to look like. Oh really? Before, yeah, before wow. the you have a little lobster version that they had on one, and then like this is another idea they had for it. The weird but, gross bug thing. Yeah. And this is when we get introduced to Morpheus. I mean Lawrence Fishburne. Larry. That was my notes for like when he came in. I'm like, it's fucking Morpheus. This is awesome. Oh no, Morpheus is crazy. Oh, Morpheus, you cunning bastard. Bye, Morpheus. (laughs) I wrote down, thank God it's Lawrence Fishburne when that movie started because no like the entire time I was watching this, I felt like a at least from the character angle, it felt like such a slog. No one was likable. Then all of a sudden Lawrence Fishburne is the only one like acting with some sort of style and panache. Like he adds yeah, sort of a weird angle. Don't like Isabella and Nikolai. Like Nikolai was actually really cool, and like were, Isabella was clearly. I mean, obviously you don't like her because she's a female actress. Uh, you hate women. Um, like there she it was is. supposed to be the heart and soul of the movie. I hope that doesn't become a recurring theme on this podcast that I'm some sort of sexist asshole. So we're trying I mean, to make sure that there's no women in the movie. A so, asshole, yeah. man? We're making sure there's no women. Yeah. Yeah, as long as yeah, as long as there's no women trying to fight my predators, it's fine. But um, yeah, I thought that he was like they were just like bland ass action heroes to me. But Lawrence Fishburne was it's crazy. a fucking predator movie. What are you expecting? Are you Arnold Schwarzenegger. To act like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> wasn't just a bland character in his movie. Yeah, yeah but you he gave him handshakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He told people to go to go to a helicopter. Get to the chopper. <laughs> You are totally looking at these things through rose-colored glasses, my friends. <laughs> but the whole Lawrence Fishburne thing was really good. I really liked the yeah. whole Lawrence Fishburne thing. I mean, it felt a little over the top, but like, God, Lawrence Fishburne is just such a good actor. He just pulled. Oh, it he's off. good at acting. Yeah, he only filmed for two days, and the movie was shot in fifty-three days. I wish I could see what he got paid for that two days. I'll bet it's a pretty cool story. <laughs> Probably a chunk. So yeah, I like I like I like him because he as he puts it since he's lost his mind that he's been part of been on this planet for seven seasons or maybe ten. Oh, according, that was cool. according to Wikipedia, I mean IMDB, uh in reality he's been on the planet for two years. Jeez. Would make sense that he's broken down that much. This is one thing, though, that, again, really bugged me about Royce's character, who, through the whole thing, doesn't give a shit about anyone, doesn't trust anyone, but for some reason is trusting this batshit crazy Lawrence Fishburne character to the point where he lets his guard down. Like, that just made no (laughs) sense. They eat his soup. (laughs) Which is clearly people's soup, right? Like, we're establishing that they were eating people in that soup. Oh, I well, didn't do that, man. Or, so that's cool. Or, or he's doing the uh, he's eating the predator that he killed, or two, or dog soup. Maybe it's dog soup. Dog soup. Like that's probably the best possible option. We didn't see any like just random ra- like animals on this planet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to say, I, 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 I like the idea. It's like Predator Two. I like the idea of what the plot is supposed to be. But it didn't follow through. It had great ideas, just really poor execution. Like, how awesome would it be? Like, been if 
if they did this, this was the idea for Predator 2, and they were able to get like Schwarzenegger back and like just have him go to the planet. I don't, I don't, I'm not judging Brody because he's tiny and small, but I'm just talking like people have always wanted Arnold to come back. I'm like, just how awesome would it have been if this was Predator 2 with Arnold in his prime? <laughs> I mean, it would have been awesome. But the, the whole thing with like Lawrence Fishburne being like this awesome guy who's hidden out all this time to suddenly be like, not just wait for people to fall asleep and kill them. Like he's just trying to smoke them out, which like, of course this was going to lead to being like found and shit. Like it just like, it made very little sense why like this guy who's survived for so long in this situation would do something so drastic. I, I like his common sense of Lawrence Fishburne's common sense of, I ain't got enough food to feed six people, so uh, let's fucking kill them. <laughs> Make more soup out of these assholes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one thing, though. So they draw, like, Brody just shoots a wall to pr- pull the Predators to, to him and everything. Yeah. Why the Predators never would have thought to, like, hey, let's check the ship for possibly someone. <laughs> Granted, though, we do eventually realize these aren't, like, real Predators, not like the Predators we've seen in the first two movies. And I think that's what they're not like actually as good of hunters. Well, the, in the, the name wise, there's a falconer predator, a berserk, the berserker predator is the main one. Then you have okay. a tracker predator. Cause like, and then as, I, far, as far as predators go, they kind of sucked and like weren't very good at what they were doing. <laughs> And yeah, I want one to predator on Earth did more than like seven of them did. I mean, there's and three I want, of them too. I yeah. want to say the third, the one tied up is the classic predator. Yes, that's classic the little predator. one. Yeah, yeah. No, he's the big one. He is actually like big. He was bigger than the other ones. The berserker. No, berserker was the biggest. Was he? Yeah, berserker was the biggest, and the ti- and I think the classic predator was the tiny one. No, that's what they I had got. Their fight. He was bigger than the other one that he was fighting. And I, I might have just missed. I don't know. They did the predator on predator action, but complete dark. Good. We'll get to that later. That was a good. We actually got to see predators do stuff in this movie, though. That was cool. Like actually watch them fight and stuff. We have a predator that has a drone. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, they the never drone. really played back with the weird like bike drone. Like it was super like piped out chrome drone that was very weird it's like a falcon from the marvel movies it's just like you know robin or whatever he calls it the to go find you know be the drone and then be the scout uh yeah it was like a batman gadget yeah i like like i was saying i like the idea of this movie because it's just like lawrence lawrence is like every season there's three predators and once one dies Basically, then they change up how they hunt, how they their tactics change. They want to make themselves better killers. Yeah, I thought that. Like again, like even though the movie wasn't a plus, the lore within the movie was so cool. Like there's so much to this predator stuff where the lore is always really good. It's just the movie doesn't quite hit as hard as it probably should. Well, and I sort of liked the whole, like, the general mood in the movie to where they, like, these guys, these people are, like, clearly fucked. They're, they're not going to get back to Earth. There's no way. It's impossible. 
So like there's this kind of doom sort of darkness to it where like the best you can do is survive. And I thought that was kind of a fun option to like, and then one possible future of that is Lawrence Fishburne talking to his imaginary friend in a ship. Like maybe that's their future. That's the best possible outcome. Yeah. So it was kind of a, it was a very grim movie. Do you guys wish that they, that we had an end game on like, who's the main culprit for them to be coming to the planet, like an end game on why they're coming. Well, we get why they're coming because they're trying to make themselves elite killers but like maybe i'm not like a major boss yeah predator in general like this feels so out like outside the norm which again these aren't normal predators they're fucking weird ass predators it's like maybe this is just something they do because it feels like the original predators like a whole part of their shtick is going to the planet to do to hunt things on their grounds instead of having like a weird hunting ground type thing so like I would yeah, maybe it was like a maybe it was like a predator training ground. <laughs> like I would have taken more figuring out like why like why is there a nature preserve instead of just going to the planet to hunt these people down? Yeah. Uh, why did Morpheus just get straight blown up? We have never seen a predator's weapon just completely vaporize someone before, like it did with Morpheus. <laughs> because really, it's 2010, and that's why, and it had but they put it in the graphics. Gun, the guns the rest of the time didn't do that. Like they always just had regular shots all the other times. Like it just felt weird and just I don't know. It bugged me. It was Maybe really because they wanted me. They wanted to make sure he wasn't coming back. Maybe. <laughs> uh I, I, I would say like the um technology got better for the predators. The infrared was a little bit better. Um, I'd say I loved all the callbacks from the original one. I try to keep note uh, for which one. So like the first scene of them running through the forest because they ran through a trap, you know, the logs flying through the air, um, little spikes made out of uh, wood. Um uh, the, <laughs> I like Adrian uh, Brody's line about the, the whatever the swinging log trap. He's like, the swinging log needs to be five times the weight of its target to be effective. We're we're being hunted by something massive here. Was, mm. And then in the Adrian Brody like uncharismatic thing in this movie, it just came across very funny. It was uh, a very random one-off line. Yeah. <laughs> the callback of somebody uh, when we finally met, uh, meet Lawrence Fishburne, he you know uh, whispers uh, over here. Dude, yep, that whole yep, scene that was, was cool. That was a really cool scene. I love that scene. <laughs> a small call, you? <laughs> a small callback is them falling, uh, like falling from a, in front of a waterfall. Oh yeah, yeah, they fell off the cliff into the water. That was pretty. That was Predator One. How when, no one wasn't hurt from that whole fall f- sequence was ridiculous, considering how <laughs> hard they all fell. When Brody lands in the forest, they play like the music for like the forest music for a little bit. Uh, did you notice the throwback to Predator 1 where there was only two songs in the movie? The Predator theme and the Sally song. And then Long Sally. Played during, <laughs> which was only played during the credits. Yeah, the I didn't pay very much attention to the music, but it sounded pretty Predator 1-y. <laughs> and there were some. I, I like I, I've seen Predator, you know, this honestly is the first time I've seen this movie. I've seen bits and pieces, but like Predator 2. From beginning to end, this is my first. Agreed. Okay. Same for me. This is 
The first time I've seen that. I wanted to see it in theaters when it originally came out. We just never got to it. Yeah. Uh, I think another another callback was uh, Hanzo leaving himself. We talked about earlier with the samurai, the Yakuza, and him fighting in the trees. Kind of, And they played that theme, same music of when Billy stayed behind to what Hanzo was doing. Uh, did you guys like the the plot twist of uh, Topher Grace being the psycho kilt murderer? I felt it coming, like, after the Hanzo fight. Like, it just, like, I put in my notes. I'm like, so Foreman is a ser- serial killer, right? And then just a little afterward, yep, Foreman <laughs> is a serial killer. Yeah, I thought it was very, very lazy because they clearly needed a way to like move the story forward and like, oh, he's a serial killer. So he's also a great warrior, just like the rest of them. So they it, picked him. It felt really needless. Like, I liked the idea of it if he had done more during the movie. Like if he had used that character in some way to actually kill a predator, like to be like, look so like inconspicuous that one had turned its back on it and he used that as an opportunity to kill one or something. But otherwise, yeah, that's it, just, what like, I was... it served no purpose in the end. Like it didn't do like other than he ended up being a fucking booby trap. Yeah, it's like oh, actually, I'm a serial killer. It's kind of the same thing I felt with the with the yakuza guy at the samurai sword scene. Like that would have been a lot more badass if before that he'd like taken out a couple predators with a samurai sword and like had cool fights with them and won. That would have like really shown the fact that he was a cool warrior and deserved to be hunted on that planet. Also, like they like if they would have done more examples of them being badass on that planet. I mean, uh, the Isabel has some pretty badass sniper scenes. I thought that some of those were pretty cool. And then Adrian Brody was really, really pushing being a badass the whole time. But like, he was, he was actually, needed Batman. He was really yeah. good in the final fight scene against the final predator. Like he, that was actually where I was like, Oh look, he actually could have done this character, but didn't for the rest of the movie for some reason. Yeah. Uh, this is another Predator movie so far that a uh, Predator has not been killed yet by a gun. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one dies when Nikolai, who I think had the best death scene in any Predator movie to this point now, where he suckered him in and had a shape charge just ready to go when the Predator picked very large fucking C4, by the way. C4 doesn't kind of explode like that when it's on a shape charge. <laughs> that was a pretty cool scene but like Nikolai just had him set up he knew it was coming and he was prepared I re- Nick, I really liked Nikolai I thought he was a very good character in this <laughs> one like thing his, his back and forth with Topher Grace through the movie of just being like that's a bad man don't talk to him was just like, <laughs> so funny to me one thing that I thought was what, I'll, I'll ask you the question so Anna uh, Isabella breaks down the whole plot for movie one. It sounds like they're skipping movie two. That was messed up. I was like, where's my Danny Glover love? <laughs> it, it, I want to ask, cause she's like pretty detailed on this whole thing. Did they try to maybe they, or they wanted to have Isabella be like the daughter of Anna from the first movie? Because how does no. she, Cause she's Israeli. So no, it just feels like they tried to model the character after Anna, but made her more badass. I, I agree with that, but it's just like, how does she know about predators? But the 
ex-special ops Adrian Brody doesn't. Because she's <laughs> like tied in enough probably to the Israeli Defense Force where like <laughs> she got those high-level reports. I mean, remember the whole America and Israel were connected at the hip. <laughs> and Adrian Brody was probably too busy like shooting kids in the head in Baghdad to secure oil fields. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I didn't get daughter vibe. I got just like she's got like insider special forces knowledge here and they got some creepy briefing from some mysterious operation down in South America. Like sort of intel, which was kind of neat. I thought that was a fun exposition dump. It was they sort of like broadsided you with it. I wish they would have been a little more subtle about it, maybe like a little more like oh they're they're just talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wish they would have been a little more subtle. Like that whole lead into it too, where Adrian Brody's just like, you know what they are. I saw how you looked at them. I'm like, all right, Brody, fucking calm down, <laughs> asshole. You just let fucking Mombasa get fucking skewered back there trying to lay a trap and you're fucking freaking out on her. Yeah. He sucks so bad. He's the Ray <laughs> Skywalker of, of the movies. He's useless. Like he completely just, it's like Ray Skywalker in the star Wars movies. Of, you know, how are you so good at on? How do you know all this? I just do, but how I just you trained do. for three weeks. <laughs> So, I will say Adrian Brody did gain 25 pounds of, for muscle. I mean, he was fucking ripped. He looked hot in the final scene. Oh, yeah. He took his shirt off. Yeah, oh, also, was, another callback. The yeah. mud all over Adrian Brody. That like, was, he wasn't it, muddy enough. It, he wasn't. Right? It was very light. It looked like he was at a, like, got a mud spa. Like, it, one it of was, mud spines. He got the mud spa, and then they're like, uh, we're just doing it a little bit, and then we'll have fire everywhere. So the predator's infrared would be like, I don't know what's happening right now because yeah. someone hit my infrared goggles and I'm bur- losing it. So before and we get did- too much into the final f- fight scene, yeah. can we talk about how we got an actual on-camera fucking spine skull ripout of poor Walton Goggins? So good. That, that was deserve- so badass. So deserving. That scene. So deserving. <laughs> Dude, I was so I was like, holy he, he, shit, they did it on camera. Where he did drop a hard F bomb. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> hey, you space hen. <laughs> Just fucking shanking him the whole time. Because again, no one ever gave Goggins a gun. <laughs> he kept the, asking for one. Because <laughs> the first time we saw him, he's, you know, fighting Ali. Which I think was to reference that Goggins was probably a white supremacist. So once uh, again, Keith. Really bragging oh, on the most, like, <laughs> being the greatest character. Good job, sir. Well, at some point, body count trumps problematic beliefs. Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's true. Okay. <laughs> um, but God damn, that skull and spine rip out. I was just like, I was damn near, like, loud cheering. I want to wake my children up because I was so excited about it. I saw it. I went, w- w- what? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was cool. I actually wrote down all the deaths. Um, Danny Trejo's character, we assume by like a dog, warthog. 
I mean, it might have been one of the Predators since the Predator ended up setting him up with the whole voice thing. That's yeah. true and because we don't see that. Very fucking cool scene, that whole thing where Isabella shoots him and then the voice goes off again. I was like, oh, that's fucking creepy. I thought that was cool. Help me. This, like, movie, this movie, to me, has some of the best highs of any Predator movie. Like, there's, like, this movie had better top movies moments than I think any movement in Predator 2 and topped a lot of Predator top scenes. It's just the lows on this movie just brought it way, way down. Um, uh, Mombosa gets a spear or trident type through the through him. Hey, hey, uh, he got two. Two. One oh. from two sides. Yikes. Hey, he got skewered. Uh, the Nolan character got laser to... Uh, laser uh nikolai gets skewered and then sets blows himself up uh keith's favorite character uh gets his spine ripped out of him uh hanzo the yakuza dies via uh a sword battle with the predator with great honor with great honor i one note i did like is that he was actually holding the sword properly so, like, they actually put some effort into that whole scene, which was nice. <laughs> and then we yeah, had the... they were going uh, for Samurai movie vibe, which was neat. Like, the lighting and the... It was just so random and out of place. Like, it just didn't fit. I was just so like, waiting for, like, flowers and stuff to fly by. Like, uh, like an old, you know, like, out, like memoirs of a geisha-type shit of, like, yeah. flowers. And, like, I'm like, where's that like, coming through? I half I think- expected in that <laughs> final battle scene while they were just both standing there that weird moment where the predator would fall and then Hanzo would smile and then just like fall in half or something. Yeah. Like body in half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get a feeling that the, the director and Robert Red, what's the director's name again? Nimrod. Yeah. I'm feeling Nimrod, Nimrod and Rodriguez got into a room and were talking to each other about how cool Quentin Tarantino is. And so they just had to throw in their attempt, their very like soft attempt at a Quentin Tarantino scene with that samurai fight. And Quentin Tarantino gets all of his fights from old samurai and Westerns. So it was like a derivative of a derivative of a derivative. Which is why it felt so out of place. And while I thought it it was cool, it just didn't fit the whole vibe. Like, I like the idea of it. If If I unfocus my eyes, it was pretty neat. But then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like Robert Rodriguez is just a Tarantino fanboy. And then, like, this Nimrod guy is just working with Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wasn't – Nimrod uh, wasn't even on the original list of directors. <laughs> but uh, because he, he eventually was chosen due to his experience handling a large cast in previous movies. Uh, uh, armored, that's why Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Fishburne did this movie, because he's also an armored with him. Oh, this nice guy or something. Yeah. And then we have uh Topher Grace's character who uh poisons Isabella with his uh because like flowers and stuff all over the planet. His neurotoxins. Yeah. Oh that that, that first scene really introduced the poison so funny and like unsubtle. Like, hey, this thing will paralyze you instantly. <laughs> and then he like, stares at the goop for a little bit. They, they <laughs> do one of those things in like those movie tropes of uh uh they point something like the epic foreshadowing. However, it's like they stay on the plant way too long. Again, mm-hmm. it's just that huge flashing red light that they're beating us in the fucking face with. Yep. Uh, but I like the fact that he le- so Edwin, uh, not Edwin, uh, 
Brody's character uh, decides that he, you know, he's going to, he decides to go release the predator that's tied up because he wants to make a deal with them. <laughs> Very funny scene. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, do you understand me? And like, he doesn't do shit. And then he plays with his arm and shows well, earth. And he's like, yep. Okay. You do understand and me. I like it when Isabella like interrogates his logic for two seconds and she's like, wait, can you fly that thing? Like, why would he be able to fly that thing? Will you be able to make him fly that thing? How is that possible? Then the, the, the scene just ends. <laughs> do it. He, he, he'll do it. And again, adds yeah. to the fact that Adrian Brody's character just kind of fucking sucks. He's deeply stupid. That's a, a critique I have in this movie. Every single character is like deeply stupid. I've just wrote dumb guy energy for a, like a note in this, on my notes yeah. on this movie. <laughs> Granted, what they're good at is killing people, not you yeah. know, thinking things through. Yeah. So Brody leaves uh, and releases the predator. Predator shows him where his ship is. So then he leaves to go to the ship, and then Edwin's trophy grace poisons Isabella. I like the scene where the ship flies away, but you can clearly know that he's that uh, Brody stayed on the planet, and he goes to the pit because the berserker predator kid uh, holds them hostage instead of just killing them. Which makes no sense. Agreed. And by the way, you can tell from the like the way our conversation's going right now how little of an impact the serial killer twist really has. On it was like I was like <laughs> watching it. I was just like, why? What purpose does this serve? It makes it's nothing like, better. It's like yeah. okay, what next? <laughs> yeah. You're on a planet full of predators. A plot twist with one of the guys that we shouldn't really care for. It, Topher Grace belongs in an episode of Dexter in like season two. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. And like, it makes no sense of like through this whole point, they've built up his character. It's like, Oh, I'm playing this role of being like, of seeming so small and innocent, but I'm going to choose now when I'm stuck in a pit with some fucking death alien to try and fucking kill you. Like what's the rationale behind that? Like how it makes no sense besides the fact, well, we've been building to it. Gotta go for it. Yeah, does Topher Grace even want to go home? Like, does he care? No, no, no. no. He says that he wants to stay on... He wants to stay on the planet because he feels like he's home because he's amongst murderers. Yeah, he's like amongst (laughs) the monsters or something. Dumb guy. Because he's a monster. Because he's a monster, yeah. Yeah, it just... It was awful. But what we did get... Sweet fucking predator fight. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I loved that fight. It was cool. I liked how I they really... split up the good predator and the bad predator with the mask, with like the weird like jaw mask and this yeah. like, the non jaw mask. That was kind of neat. And while I was disappointed, original predator lost. It made sense. He'd been strung up for who knows how long to then get in this badass fight. <laughs> He's By the weak. way, very very. <laughs> he was very wet. It was a very wet predator. It was a wet ass predator. I don't know if it was blood or cry or snot or all the above. So Keith, how how would you sit? How would you use an acronym for a wet ass predator? Um, I think I saw the they they performed it on the Grammys a couple nights ago. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? Wet ass predator? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's what it is. Yeah, that's a wet yeah. ass predator. Macaroni in a pot. <laughs> but yeah, we have the predator uh, action. That you know, then the small one dies, gets his head chopped off. Man, that was cool. The original predator got his head chopped off. That yeah, looked yeah, yeah. awesome and looked very not 
CG. When Adrian Brody eventually cuts off the actual, the other Predator's head, and it goes hardcore CG, I'm like, why? Why did you go so hard CG on that when you didn't with the Predator on Predator fight? It reminded me of uh, when in Freddy versus Jason when uh, Freddy gets his head chopped off, and then like you see him later on, like after the post credits, and he is coming up the water and he winks. I'm like, I was just waiting for the Predator to wink at us after flying through the air <laughs> then well, uh i like the whole final fight scene between brody and the bad for the berserker predator oh shit yeah <laughs> yeah that that drew me out a bit that was like oh look adrian still sucks in this movie Ugh. and then edwin gets like a like i think a satisfactory murder death scene of like him trying to portray being good and then he gets stabbed through the jaw and then he gets dragged to be baits. And then like the predator shows up and see if he's alive and he just stabs him. And then he gets blown up because of the, the, the grenade, the trap. Yeah. The grenade, the trap that he planted for the predator. I'm like, yeah, you deserve what you got there, pal. I'm one of you. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're could've, not. Could have been an interesting twist. Could have just been a better, like a, good character if he just played up who he was or something it just it felt so needless and just like blah it was a it was very net negative to what was a pretty good final fight sequence uh and also in my notes i have that we find out royce and illabella's name with seven minutes left in the movie yep what's your and name royce boy they really 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 pushed that chemistry there when there was none <laughs> it was like they were like just really trying to shove it down our throats. Like hey, there's covers now. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. That was, <laughs> so you have the rough. uh we have the ending of the pre of Brody's character chopping off the Berserker Predator's head off. Bad scene. The, the, bad. That, yep. That's then the scene before the ship that was supposed to be Brody's ship gets blown away, blown up. So we we end the movie off with a cliffhanger, being they're, that they're they need to get ready for like the next season, or or as they put it, the last line of the movie. It's um, where is it? I have it run down. Like we need to get off this fucking planet. Yeah. Yep. But, Let's, but how, Adrian? How are you going to do this? I don't know. Do you know there's a comic book? Oh, like for after it, like sequel? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's like it's a comic book that takes off place like four months later or something, and they're still on the planet. Well, how are they going to get off? He doesn't. Spoiler he alert. still doesn't know how to fly the ship. <laughs> Spoiler alert: They don't. <laughs> it's horrible. I watched. Yeah, I watched a little featurette thing on the summary of the what happens afterwards and. Isabella and Royce just have some adventures and they meet a new big bad predator and they get into more fights. It's basically like a redo of the movie. Very unexciting. That's a bad comic. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, is there any way, what, is there a way you guys would have made this movie better? I would have had a better, like literally if you just had a better main character than Adrian Brody, I think this movie would have been fucking spectacular. 
Adrian Brody was just such a net. I mean, you can only do so much with the CG in the time, like whatever. It's the it's what it is. Adrian Brody was just such a net negative. Like this could have been like a four star movie with like a good lead character. Yeah, I I strongly agree with you there. I think that the whole the whole cast of character. I mean, I'll get into it later when we get into our ratings. But the whole cast of characters I found very unlikable, and like none of them hooked me. Lawrence Fishburne hooked me for five minutes during that scene. But like, I think if you would have been able to like, just pull you in a little more to the people on the planet, because they're, they're going to die no matter what, you know, that just with like the setting and you, you, like, they're not going to like, they're not going to like punch in coordinates back to earth and fly back to Los Angeles magically. So you really have to like care about the people stuck on the planet for this movie to work. Cause it's a cool setting. Like, I think it's cool being on that planet. The whole game preserve idea is neat. The, the, I, I thought the predators looked cool and the way they hunted was cool with the dogs. Like th- that stuff was neat, but just the, the characters just that, that was, that was the weak That was the weak point. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe a better, yeah, I'm with Rick with a better main, like a better main guy. Uh, do you guys want to take a guess? I guess there's three other people three other people considered for the role of, in 2010 for uh, Adrian Brody's character, Royce. Well, it seems to be considered for everything. So I'll throw out Matt Damon, possibly. Okay, uh, that was one of my guesses. <laughs> God, one a big There's... actor at that time. Jake Gyllenhaal. That's one of my guesses. Oh, uh, Ryan Reynolds. My, you know what? Ryan Reynolds could have pulled this role off. Okay. He would have been good. Uh, big, good names, but lo- these are not as bigger names at the time. Uh, Milo Venta, uh, the, I don't know. Uh, Milo, he's from uh, This Is Us. Venta, oh God, Venta Maliga? <laughs> yeah, okay, I know, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, him. Uh, Frey he, Rodriguez. Weird choice with Milo. Fred Rodriguez, uh, for for Ricky, Carla's brother in Scrubs. You know what? He would have, I would have liked that. He's a little <laughs> guy, but I yeah. looks like he could have pulled off that character better. And Josh Brolin. Oh, God. That would have been tight. <laughs> that would have been such a different character with Josh Brolin. I support anything Josh Brolin did. Because in 2010, he did Jonah Hex. Wow. And like he was doing W and Planet Terror. W. And then, and then uh, in uh Oh, that's right. Was that was the Rodriguez one, yeah. Yeah, and 2012 is the when Men in Black 3 comes out. So this is when he's like hitting his stride. And I want to say... Did Old Country? Yeah, No Country for Old Men already came out, so that's why he probably was considered. Well, yeah, yeah American Gangster, W, Milk. He had a really good run of movies. Josh Brolin's killed it in his career. Well, Goonies Dude, look, and then Look at this Endgame. run. From, Endgame. For 07 and 08, he, made, he was in Grindhouse, No Country for Old Men, American Gangster, W, and Milk. Like, those Jesus. are like, that's a that's a really good run of movies and then true grit which i don't remember there's one with matt damon it was, good. It was a good ass movie matt, matt damon. damon 
it goes down a bit after True Grit in 2010 with Men in Black 3 Inherit Vice. But oh, then picks at, up once he uh, comes Thanos. <laughs> at some point, he gets that sweet, sweet Disney check. <laughs> that doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> so let's go to the uh, ratings. So let's see what the uh, the world thought of this movie. So I'll go back to the first one. IMDb for Predator 1. It was a 7.8. Predator 2, 6.3. Predators, 6.4. So it went up 0.1. For Ron Tomato, all critics gave it a 65% fresh. Wow, I'm surprised it did that well. Out of 203 reviews, uh, top critics gave it a 50%. And on, on Ron Tomato, that's rotten. So, fifty percent. Wow! <laughs> and then audience gave it a fifty-two percent, and that's still rotten. And that's with over a hundred thousand reviews. I mean, that seems a that feels a little harsh. A little bit, just a little. I I actually waited to see if there was a uh, a post credit scene just to see if there was anything. <laughs> I did Nothing. too. Nothing. I did too. Oh, and. While we're on the topic of broad uh, broad reviews, rather to our, rather than our own reviews, I've got a yeah. a Google review contribution that I'd like to do a little reading for y'all. For sounds good. It's from uh, one year ago. A, 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 a person by the name of Martin West gave posted this review on Google. When you get Adrian Brody as a top pro- protagonist, you are dipping into that acting pool real deep. Dot dot. Guy is fugly in that beak dot 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 looks like a bald eagle with flared nostrils dot 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 and topher grace question mark question mark question mark that 70s that 70s show was his fame dot 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 nothing more period that's all one sentence by the way so uh that's that's martin west take on this movie i mean um, i don't know if you need to be uh shaming people for the way they look i mean you could shame adrian Brody for the way he acted in this movie but not for the way he looks. That's just rude. No, I, no, I think Adrian Brody's handsome, and that review is out of line. I mean, the Topher then, Grace um, bit was correct, though. And then to keep on my Roger Ebert theme, uh, two stars from Roger Ebert. Okay. So let's go to our rankings for it. So what do you guys give this movie? Well, uh, I'll go first. Go ahead. Oh, thanks. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to cut you off there. But, um, <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I was a little bit of a cutoff. Uh, you called me a chauvinist earlier, so I'm going to act the role. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, I, in my notes, I've got a few, I've got a few notes about how this movie felt very video game like to me as if like, uh, some of the, the, the people writing this movie hadn't like read many books or watched many other movies. So they pl- mostly played video games is how I was getting in their headspace. And I've, I've got another note that I was pretty proud of that this felt like a Call of Duty single player campaign. And that like the cast of characters was in this game that you could pick in a video game, like whatever, Royce is the warrior. There's like the, the, the sneaky sniper character. There's the, the thief. There's the samurai melee weapon user. So this movie felt like the, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of listing negatives here. I, I didn't totally hate it, but 
the like the the cast of characters I've 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 complained pretty frequently on this episode about the cast of characters and me not liking them. They lacked charisma in my opinion. But I really enjoyed the setting. I enjoyed the visuals. I liked the like the set piece of the Predator camp was really cool. The fight at the end with the shameless references was fun. I liked the also a very, very video game scene of Adrian Brody running through the fire to clock the Predator in the face with the mallet. That was pretty cool. So I'm going to stick it with the, the same the same star club as Predator 2 and go two stars. Wow. Like I said earlier, I thought the highs for this movie were some of the best we've seen within this franchise. There was just like some very cool scenes in this movie. It's just the lows brought it way down for me. Adrian Brody, not good. Uh, what? <laughs> sorry, Brody, uh, sorry. Uh, fucking bullshit. <laughs> to me, it's the best story in any of the Predator movies. Because, I mean, Predator 1 didn't have a story. Predator 2 was just fucking all over the place. Uh, this one actually had, like, a story. It tried to divert on other paths during it which was bad like you didn't need it i didn't need the weird serial killer bit it didn't add anything to the story um even the lawrence fishburne part was kind of this weird deviation that didn't really add much to the story i loved it though to me it was just fun (laughs) like there was just really good fight sequences we actually got to see predators do something for once i gave it three stars i liked it i had fun with it Wow. Oh, and wow. I'm looking, looking back, hearing you describe that, I really, like, we, we briefly touched on it, but I really, really enjoyed the opening sequence of people just waking up in free fall with a parachute. Like, that, that in itself is a pretty cool opening and a pretty cool premise. And I, I, I agree. I like the idea that they did, uh, they showed the shot of, like, all the other cages and stuff. Yeah, raises mysteries. Yeah. Uh, for mine, uh, flat out, I'm going to give it a two as well. Um, I can't believe you guys would think this movie is the same as Predator 2. That thing was a clusterfuck. But more fun. I, <laughs> it was not more fun. I, 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 I was going to say that. I think Predator 2 <laughs> was a little bit more fun. And this because in this and this movie they give us seven characters eight if you include Lawrence that you really don't have to care about for they're on a it's it's one of those movies that you you're going into going okay so one or two of these people are going to die I mean uh, survive why everybody else is going to die why should I care for this character this actor if they're just going to die and. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's a Predator movie. That's how they all are. Exactly. (laughs) I could care less for all these characters. (laughs) We haven't cared about any of the characters. I've cared for Arnold and Danny. Dutch. (laughs) Well, and we debated the severity of their crimes earlier in the episode, but I think they were all pretty, like, gnarly in their morals and not great. So that kind of added to the like my dislike of the characters is that like we're not really supposed to like many of them. So like that kind of like okay, well, what like what are we rooting for here? Like what are we cheering for? You're just rooting for an epic fight between 
terrible people <laughs> and terrible predators. Yeah. So I just found this thing about the original rejected script by Robert Rodriguez had predators riding motorbikes and drinking alien beer. Hella! While watching matches in like in a coliseum like <sighs> arena. If only there there was that going to be a, so good. There was going to be a role for Dutch Schwarzenegger's character, who was captured and forced to fight in the arena as a gladiator against the predator and other alien creatures. However, due to Schwarzenegger at the time being governor, <laughs> they couldn't do it. And I guess and also in this movie, there was going to be over two hundred predators in the movie. I love uh, that problem. <laughs> that's been so cool. Now I'm now I'm disappointed with the movie we got. Like, God, Robert Arnold is governor. We can't use Arnold. <laughs> they could have CG'd him in there. So they had yeah. they had they wanted two hundred, but they gave us three. Hey, or, hey yeah, four, six, six, four. <laughs> oh yeah, four. Uh, Rodriguez then offered a Schwarzenegger cameo at the end where Dutch uh, merges from the ship with several predators and praises the survivors for winning, but Schwarzenegger couldn't commit. I actually thought that's how the movie was going to end. I thought they were going to pick the two of them up and they were going to be like praised by predators for doing what they did. I was kind of disappointed with the ending. Yeah, do you, I think they. I think they did that because they thought since it was what 90, 90 99 when it came out the second sequel that's been 10 years so people might be in that no it was crave. 1990 wasn't it was 1990 yeah it was pretty yeah, 19, very old yeah 1990 so yeah 20 years so it's been 20 years so people are like oh you know what i want a predator movie i mean this uh, was an attempt at rebooting the franchise it was. No. Yeah, that's I think it was. I think it was. Of like, of just calling it Predators instead of Predator Three. <laughs> I also but forgot. We, go ahead, Keith. Oh, I was going to say. Sorry, I, I was going to get a little more broad here. It's got a question. So huh. we're a few. We're a few movies into our series here. How do we feel about Predator movies in general? Like, looking back throughout our lives, like. We're, we're touching back on this piece of our personal history, the piece of movie history. Like I, I'll, I'll, I'll start, I guess. I think it's, it's really fun watching these movies. It's such like a weird piece of like movie history. And it's fun to like, cause I've never thought to like predators always been just like, it's a very, like, it's a pretty famous, like intellectual property and it's fun retouching it and relooking at it. And it's, I'm, I'm having a blast. Like I'm comparing, like I've been bitching about this movie and its characters a lot, but it's still, it's still predator. You know, it's like, it's, it feels, it just feels good. I'm, I mean, I agree where I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. What's weird is again, and I keep speaking to this, the lore factor through all the movies is fucking so cool. Like the, like the world they built is great. They just keep missing with the movies, which is what's really disappointing. <laughs> like you have such a great world and you're just not quite hitting it the way you should be. Agreed. Oh, yeah. it, it's like they have the, they have the ball on a tee for you to hit to make it work, but you miss every time. 
It's like watching my five-year-old try to get used to a tee. He'll get one out there every <laughs> once in a while, but a lot of the times he's just hitting the tee. <laughs> all right, just go out to first base. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm enjoying myself watching all these movies, like just seeing the lore, the fact that when a movie is filmed with the most basic budget and how like much better it is to once you get so much money, 25 million, 30, 40 million for your budget. And you, you, you focus more on the CGI than you do the plot or the surroundings is more important. But I was I, like, I, one thing I took away from predators though, was to like the final fight sequence. I actually enjoyed the fact that they kept the suit predator. Like I was super afraid going into this movie. I'm like, we're going to get really shitty CG predators. It's going to look terrible. We actually still got suit predators, which was nice. Yeah. I which, thought the predators looked great in this movie. I mean, I made the joke about how wet they look and it's pretty funny how wet all the predators look, but the, they look cool. You know, it's like, it's suits. They're running around, you know, they're, it's real practical, practical predator effects. That's one thing I also like the fact that they stick with instead of um, that CGI the alien for some reason. So at this point, we've rate we've gone through three Predator movies. Yep, Predator still at the top at four point four. Predators is now the second at two point three, and Predator Two coming in at two. Damn you, Marticelli! <laughs> I should have rated it lower. <laughs> 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 One point seven. Yeah, I don't know. So, Joe, what did this movie make? All right, so let's go to the box office, shall we? For Predators in 2010, budget was like I said earlier, 40 million. Domestically in the United States, it got 52 million. Internationally, it got 75 million. Holy so, shit! So for worldwide, a hundred and about 127 million. Why did it take them so long to make a sequel to this? That if it made that much money, even though it was critically like poorly received, no idea. I uh, do my little research on that one, but let's go to the box office for July 9th, 2010. Let's see if you guys know these movies coming in at 10 in its 29th week with $366,000. Cyrus, that sounds familiar. Jonah, <laughs> Jonah Hill and um, John C. Riley and Marissa Tomei. It's a dark comedy. Uh, I don't remember it at all. Basically, it's John C. Riley trying to hit on Marissa Tomei, whose son is Jonah Hill, who has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently, it's okay. Yeah, it's one of those like movies of like I hate you, trying to be with my mom. So I'm going to try and get rid of you, but it's like I think it's rated R, so they're trying to up the ante. Uh, number nine in its 17th week with 563,000, The A-Team. I, I, to this day, love The A-Team reboot movie. And I'm I like it. Did, <laughs> sad we didn't keep going with it because I thought that cast worked so well together. I like that movie. It's like it. Everyone shits. Like it got shat on. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I had a blast watching the trailers on the on my the Blu-ray. I was watching this movie because it had trailers from when this movie came out, and A Team was one of those trailers. And I, to this day, I've never seen A Team, but that movie looks delightful. 
it, it is delightful. It's delightful. <laughs> it truly is. Um, number eight in its 29th week with 1.6 million, The Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, the Jaden Smith one. <laughs> yeah. Number seven. Movie? Yes, it is. And number seven in its 17th week, uh, Night and Day. The Tom Cruise, oh, yeah. Cameron Diaz. Didn't number stuck? Yeah, it did. Number six in its 15th week gr- with uh, five million grown ups. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I still liked the first one. I do too. Uh, oh, yeah, number, the movie's great. <laughs> number five in its ninth week with 5.2 million, The Last Airbender. Just move on. Don't even want to talk about it. Number move number on. four in its twenty second week with six point four million. Toy Story three. Fucking damn you, M Night Shyamalan. Number three in its first week with ten point four million. Predators. Wow. Good job, Predators. Well, it only made ten, and it ended up at fifty domestically. Jesus, that had a good yeah. run then. Uh. Number two, in its tenth week, with eleven million, Keith's favorite saga, the Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Oof. <laughs> I really can't wait for one of us to pull the triggers and make us watch that fucking dumpster fire. I'm waiting for Keith to pull that trigger. I'm not uh, buying it for 4K. <laughs> fuck no! I'll rent it somehow. You don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> Please, how about don't ask you at all? Can we wait till like the second year of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, can we can we get through one year first? Then it's like me asking, can we do the room? But it's a one movie franchise. But you know, but coming in at number one in its first week with twenty one million, Despicable Me. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. I like Despicable Me. I like that whole franchise. Uh. Let's see. Pred- Are we just going to Pred- s- skip? Huh? Sorry, I no, got I, I to I, I gotta interrupt one more time with some more 2010 movies. Okay. So I'm just looking. Uh, we got Buried with Ryan Reynolds. That's where that's what he was at, where he, uh, okay. 90 minutes of him inside of a dark box. He had such a weird career trajectory where, like, it started out, he was at a real high, and then it was really low for a little bit, and now it's at an all-time high. We got uh, I can't Potter wait for Deathly Hollows Part 1. I can't wait for Stone Alone. <laughs> or uh, Guy, or whatever that movie's going to be called. Oh, the human, the the video game one? Yeah. No, I can't wait for Stone Alone when it's the Home Alone like type movie, but it's, he's a stoner. So he just <laughs> thinks his, his house is creaking and shit while someone's breaking in. That actually sounds awesome. No. <laughs> Anyways, was, there's a ton of movies from that era. I'm done. Okay. Uh, I was going to say the uh, Predator's box office went from July to September. Jesus, okay. what a run. And the that, and it, lowest it ever got to was 41 in the rankings. Hmm. Speaking of uh, rankings, let's rank this movie as oh. I have it down that – so for the heroes – Ricky has Arnold and Danny. I think all of us do have Arnold and Danny. For the villains, I have Predator 1 and Predator 2. 
Keith and Ricky have Predator 2 and Predator 1. For the movie, I have movie I have rankings goes 1 2. Uh, and Ricky, you have it. Everybody has it at Nope. Yeah, everyone Ricky, went 1 2 for the movies. No. You and uh, Keith went 2 1. No. Oh for the for, oh, wait, for the bad no. guys. For the bad guys. I have I have it uh, switched up. Yeah. Yeah, no. We went Predator 1 2. There's no yeah. way I'd pick Predator 2 over Predator 1. Uh, thank God. So let's rank this. So guys, where does Adrian Brody fall on your list? Oh geez. He is dead last. He is not he is worse than Danny. He's just he sucked and made this a movie that could have been better. You go oh, yeah, to the bottom. Easy one. <laughs> this is an easy one. All right. Predator, the the berserker predator. Where does he land on the villain list? Again, he's the worst to me. I mean, they killed so few people comparative to other predators and got rocked. Three, no, four predators died in this movie. The predators kind of sucked in this movie. They're the worst to me so far. Keith? Yeah, you're uh, speaking for me too. You know, these, like, I. Like I, I feel like I've, I feel like I remember the Predators in one and two more clearly than in this one. Like I just watched this last night. I can still like, I don't care much about what these Predators did. They're number three. Do you, Do you think they did the classic? Let's throw so many Predators in instead of just having one, like like a superhero movie, uh, la Spider Man three, and like both Spider Man two, the Amazing Spider Man two. Like, let's throw in three, four people to root against, just, but there should be only, there should only be really be one main predator. There was just too much focus on the human side of it. We didn't get enough of the predators and their stalking and their killing. Like, it was too focused on the humans walking into the predators <clears throat> and the predators actually hunting. Yeah. I actually uh, think it could have gone, I, I think it could have gone the opposite. If they would have given us, like, less information about the predators and made them a little bit more mysterious and creepy that would have worked too or gone the direction you were talking about and given us like a whole world building thing and predators would have been good i think they sort of took this sort of chicken shit middle ground in this movie which just did not it made the predators kind of yeah and then uh where do you guys put this in the uh franchise oh here we go (laughs) Because I have the villain at I have the villain at three as well. For it's me, it's one, two, three for me. It's one, three, two for me. I really like this movie, and I I would probably watch Predators again before I watch Predator. But Predator's the better movie. Okay, uh, are we talking movie as a whole right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One one's the best, followed by two, and then this one. This is, I like two more than this one. One, two, and three for Keith. Yeah. Okay. All right. One, two, three for me. So can't wait. This movie would have had a shit. What was his name? The game over guy, (coughs) Bill Paxton. Yeah. If if this movie had a Bill Paxton equivalent, that would have been a lot more charming. That would have helped more, more comedy. (laughs) Just a little, a little bit, a little bit more. That's who the Goggins character was supposed to be. It's just his comedy was rape. Face. that was such a dumb joke 2010 was a lot now <laughs> oh yeah well no if you watch like if you watch if you go back and watch super bad now like there's some it's like that that time the like the that time in movies they were just that was like the style of humor it was, oh, yeah. it, was, it, was it was bad what is that period period blood 
I guess we're yeah, third, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots so of hard this, F slurs. <laughs> not as faggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this brings an end to this movie. So next week here, we're doing the final Predator movie until they decide to make another one, which there are rumors. So yeah, next week... For 2022. Huh? Slated for 2022. Well, let's see how that ends up with an old Arnold, I'm hoping. Uh, so next week, <laughs> we're, we'll be watching 2018's The Predator. But hear me out. Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> but so like, I, I have blind bought it twice, and I still haven't watched it, okay? But like, do we have to? Because this movie is apparently utter dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, once again, I've seen I've seen The Predator before. I've I've watched it. And I don't remember a goddamn minute of it. <laughs> who like who's just the cast in this movie? Save I would say save yourself. Save I it. No cast because there's would, some. I know a few. <laughs> oh, so, Olivia Munn is the person you know. who I'm thinking of. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> and you've seen it, Keith. I know. <laughs> Keegan Michael so, Key's in it though. That's cool. Oh, nice. There, oh, there, there. I saw the, I saw the, IMDb because when I was gonna have it on my pay, uh, tabs, I saw the cast and I was like, oh, there's a lot of another B star actors. So. I don't know if I'd go full B. This feels like a little like a heavy C level actor <laughs> movie. Well, we'll find out next week on the Predator. <laughs> The Predator. We're we're going back to just add the in front of it. Looking at you, Fast and Furious. <laughs> you can uh, yeah. listen. They, hold kid? on, I'm, I got one more joke. I got to squeeze okay. it in real quick. They, That's what she they said. Call, hey, they should call the next Predator Predator Five. Go retro. Just call it Predator Five. They won't. Supposedly, be like Predator, Predator, Predator Five is going to be based in the Civil War. Awesome. Just awesome. That's what we need. <laughs> Where am I getting this little creature of mine? I want to get rid of him. But why is Joe nobody. the Colonel? I don't know if Joe knows what the Civil War is. No, it don't has know. to it has to you be don't know. fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what KFC stands for. Yeah. The Civil War. The Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky Silver Silver <laughs> War. The the chicken. W silent. I reckon. But oh, this is going to be a shit show. It will be. That'll be next week. So you can listen to all of our podcasts at nosoentertainment.com. That's right. Nosoentertainment.com. And you can also listen to all of, a, all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.